All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special episode here of War on Anchor. Uh, very pleased to welcome a great guest here, a uh, very legendary and, uh, you know, just really the the main voice of uh, professional wrestling in the modern times, as it, as it were. If you've been involved with wrestling, if you love wrestling from maybe the past 30, 40 years on, you should know this next person who I'm about to bring on, uh, Mr. Jim Ross. J- Good old JR himself is with us here on War on Anchor. Uh, very pleased to have you on with us, uh, Jim, and uh, thanks for joining us here. You're welcome, Cobb. Glad to be here. All right. Now, you're here to, uh, you know, you, you've just released your new book, uh, Under the Black Hat, a uh, sort of continuation of your your life story, your memoirs that you first told in your earlier, uh, in an earlier book called Slobberknocker. So, uh, you know, you know, with, with Under the Black Hat, as we as we go right into it, you know, what what were some of the things that you were intent on uh, telling and, and about yourself or some of the things that, you know, you were really uh, intent on getting across with with this particular, uh, you know, tone, this particular writing? Well, uh, Kyle, I just want to continue the autobiography and continue the journey. We stopped the Slobberknocker which is still selling uh, well, by the way. I think Under the Black Hat has, has helped that. Uh, I just want to continue to tell the story, continue the journey, and I knew that we had a lot of topics to talk about uh, that we you know, that we did not cover, simply because of the chronological order in which they occurred. But, you know, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to pick up the story. I wanted to talk about the Monday Night Wars. I want to talk about the Attitude Era. I want to talk about the roots of launch of the XFL, how that affected me. Uh, my signing uh, several talents and the challenges of doing so, uh, like Jericho and Benoit, Eddie, and and others like Malenko and, and Perry Saturn, just to name a few. Just to name a few. I talked about Stone Cold last uh, weekend as a, as an active wrestler that had stories that had not been told, and then of course uh, I had to include uh, the biggest development of all was losing my wife in a car accident, vehicle accident. Uh, just about. 30 seconds or a minute from where I'm sitting right now here at my home. So just continue to tell the story. Be honest. Uh, don't make, try to go out of my way to make myself look good or be perceived good. Uh, I just, it was an honest, it is an honest book. It's selling well. Uh, if you want an autographed copy, personalized autographed copy and free shipping, you can go to jrsbbq.com. And of course you can get the book at Amazon and walmart.com, uh, target.com. It's going to be in all the Barnes and Nobles, and they're all open back up. Uh, so, uh, you know, ha- having this epidemic come through and the stores close, uh, as the book was uh, re- being released, uh, was not a uh, was not a not a favor to us. Sure. However, we've gone to Plan B. We've re- we recircled our wagons, so now you can get our book without leaving your home. Uh, you know, we'll we'll mail it to you. You can get the ebook that could be in your in your hands in thirty seconds. Right. You get the audio book. That's another quick fix. So just to continue the story, be honest, and try to teach some lessons that I learned the hard way at times uh, on how to live our life and how the importance of people in your life, 
like my wife was. She was my best friend. Uh, she was you know, the, lo- the love of my life. I'll never love anybody like her again. So uh, at least I don't think I will. And But the, I just want to be an honest, continue the story. And I think uh, the, the fans so far have received it extremely well, Kyle. It's just uh, doing great. And I hope, hope so this gives us a chance and, and check it out. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard some some uh, great reviews from it. I I just read a, a a piece from What Culture Wrestling. They said it was one of the best wrestling books ever. So I'm I'm looking forward to reading it myself. I you know have to admit I haven't read it yet, but I've read some reviews and definitely look forward to reading it. But uh, getting back into you know you made some mention of it with you know what's going on today, of course. And I, I want to get some of your words on that in regards to the wrestling business uh, at hand today. You know, of course, you're still very active in the business today. But just and uh, getting back to this this rollout with the book, I've known some, I've heard some stories from some other authors and everything. They've had to uh, give up tours and, and certain events, book parties and stuff like that. Have, have that. Has that been the same situation with you? Were you planning to... Uh, to get out and um, do certain events like that to help promote this book? Absolutely. That's what, that's what we do. We take our book to the people and hope they show up at bookstores and, and, uh, and we, they get their picture, they get their book signed, all that good stuff. I really, really enjoy those opportunities because I'm still a wrestling fan. It's always intriguing to me what other wrestling fans are thinking about. Uh, so yeah, it was, it, it adversely affected us, but, when the coast is clear, I plan on doing a book tour. So, uh, but in the meantime, there's there's alternative ways to get access to it. As I mentioned, the ebook, the audio book, and of course, the hardcover, jrsbbq.com. Uh, you know, we, we have to make the best for the hand we're dealt. That's all. Definitely. You know, it's just the times we live in. And when all of us are better accepting of that, that issue, then hopefully, uh, uh, this thing will go away quicker because it's simple. Stay home, stay isolated, stay stay. We want to call it quarantine, whatever. But stay in your damn house. It's pretty simple. But everybody's going to have a better plan now. All these experts, all of, the coast is almost clear. This thing is flattening out. If you believe all that, you believe this uh, virus is under control. I feel really sorry for you because you may end up getting yourself sick and others you love sick because of your negligence. And your defiance. Don't be that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I think people are sort of reacting in some ways to some differing opinions and, you know, mixed signals and stuff. But I think, like, you boil it, you know, right down to what it should be, JR. Like, the best way to take care of yourself now and to take care of others is to, to stay home. Like you say, you know, I'm at home right now, you're at home. And, you know, we're still doing something of significance here. So it's, it's really no reason for us to get too down and to, uh, you know, to, to be, you know, in, in a place of, uh, you know, where we can't get things done or, or to be to be the people who we want to be. But, it, you know, it, it's tough, though. But I, I'm not surprised, you know, that to get the message from you that, uh, you know, of resilience and of make it do with the best that you, you know, make it do with what you have and, and making the best out of that. Cause you seem to be a guy that's hard to pin down. And, uh, you know, you've been through a lot in your life, in your personal life. You know, you mentioned losing Jan, 
and uh, you know, professionally as well, you've you've been through a lot. So uh, it's it's interesting that you know, in a personal way, with this whole uh, situation, you know, you've had to separate yourself in some way from the work that you're doing with AEW right now. Uh, how has that challenge been for you, and not being able to show up to the recent shows and everything like that? Well, it's uh, it's uh, not fun. You know, I've been on the roads off and on since 1974. So, uh, yeah, it's an adjustment. But so what? So what? It's not the end of the world. It's like all these young men and women, and some not so young men and women, that got uh, relieved of their post in the WWE this week. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of your life unless you choose to make it such, which would be really ridiculous. So it's time for those guys and gals to reset, to reinvent themselves. They are independent contractors and they are entrepreneurs. As an entrepreneur, what are you doing to improve your brand? When you return to active duty, are you going to be better than you were before? Have you taken the steps to get better at what, than what you were before? And a lot of that is mental. A lot of that is your mental preparation and your mental commitment. So uh, it was a, it's always disheartening. I fired a lot of people. Yeah. Did I ever like it? Hell no. Of course you don't like it. But it, it, it was my job. I did my job as, as, with as much empathy and, and sincerity as I could in those matters uh, particularly. So it's, uh, you know, we just all got to get our big board bridges on here and move on. Whether it be with this virus and following the orders and the mandates and the suggestions of staying home, like you mentioned a moment ago, uh, or, 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 uh, or, or the uh, wrestling business. This will pass. This too shall pass. When none of us have any idea. And those that think they know are have an agenda, in my estimation. So uh, I just, uh, I, I look, I've been knocked down so many times, Kyle. And I have, there's two options there. Stay down and grovel, fetal position, be weak. You can do that. That's easy to pull off. Feel sorry for yourself. That's easy to pull off. Or get your ass back up, you hit the reset button, and you reinvent yourself. I've done that many times. Chris Jericho has done that many times, for example. His work at AEW now is amazing for a guy that's uh, at 50, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. He keeps reinventing. He doesn't rest on his laurels or get in his comfort zone. Uh, so I, that's how I look at it. You know, I, I'm a, I'm very, very uh, optimistic about life in general because I can't do anything about yesterday. I can't do anything about April 15th when the layoffs occurred. I can't, and tomorrow is not guaranteed. So then what do we focus on? Well, you focus on today. And I get up every morning knowing I'm going to focus on today and make today the best day of the week. And I have the same goal tomorrow. So, so that's that's a good message, Jr. I, I definitely agree with that, and I'm, I'm glad you you brought it up. I was going to let to bring it up myself, but you know I, that's one of the big stories, of course, that's come across in, in your industry this week. Those layoffs, and you know, I'm, I'm not surprised that the reaction you've you've had you uh you know sort of give to it. You know, you you were in that position in the WWE as a as a you know. A, as a person who was hiring and firing the talent uh, at the WWE is, was there any, was there any point, you know, looking back at your time as in that position with WWE, was there any particular time though, where, 
you felt there was an unf- you know, you just didn't enjoy like like it really got to you that you had to let someone go or you know was it just all the same to you you know no matter what you had to do you have to do your job and that's all i did i did it with empathy i did it with sincerity i did it with feeling but we just have to do our job there's no way to make firing somebody uh, either this is the best firing i did well, boy, I really felt bad about this firing. But for those people that are getting let go, uh, that we know it affects them and their family. But look, there's six million people right now in unemployment. Six yeah. million. Yeah. Okay, so the 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever it was that got let go by WWE, uh, didn't, you know, that's just, they added a small number uh, to that total. It happens in life. It is a fact. Hey, I've been fired two or three times. <laughs> and I had a pretty good career going. I had established myself. I, I had made it to the main roster. I had worked the WrestleManias. But all those, after a while, thanks to my wife, I realized this is not the end of the world. And But we live in a society that loves defiance, and loves to contradict, and loves to poor me, and it's all about me, God, poor little me. And I ain't no poor little me guy, man. I ain't never going to be a poor little me guy. Sounds like I don't have empathy for these people. That's the farthest thing from the truth. I understand the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation is you do have the chance to reset. You do have the chance to improve your brand and make it better. And you do have a chance to make yourself more valuable to the next person that hires you. And and when you look at, you know, when you look at the business right now, the wrestling business, it's, and, you know, there was, there was a... For a while, there was a period where it seemed like WWE was the only place where you could practice that, you know, you could be a sports entertainer at that level. But that's not the case right now. There's there are other places, including the place where you're where you're uh, employed in, at AEW. You know, uh, I know you're not you're not in really in, in the position to hire or bring people on to AEW, but. When you look at the people, you know, the people. When you look at the people who are released from WWE. Was there is there anyone in particular? Because you know, you guys have made use of former WWE talents. You know, we look at you know from Jericho on to a Brody Lee, who has uh, just been uh, come on and you know has made an impact with the Dark Order. You know, is there anyone who was released this week who you, you would like to see? You know, in, in AEW, sometime soon, do you or do who you think could do that uh, reevaluation, that reemergence in AEW and make an impact? Of course, the champion too, I should say. Uh, Everybody on there that has been in the program in WWE for over uh, a cup of coffee have a skill set that's generally marketable, fundamental, bell to bell. Most of their issues are either behind the scenes things that have been maintained, uh, confidentiality has been maintained. In other words, somebody's a pain in the ass to do business with. <laughs> uh, and, and if you give people reasons to not want to do business with you, guess what? You're going to be out of business. Uh, so it's that. Uh, but skill set-wise, it's a lot of them. You know, of course, Recep is one guy that I've always liked his work. I don't know what the missing piece of his puzzle is, why he would have been uh, relieved of his duty based on his performance. 
the time and money invested in this has pushed for the uh, uh, NWWE. Uh, I talked about this. Uh, Conrad Thompson and I did a, a special podcast this week on uh, on uh, I think it was on Wednesday morning. Uh, I talked to them all about this stuff. The girl and Jr. The and the and the behind the paywall thing. Uh, and the, this week shows about Vicky Guerrero, which is amazing. She's an amazing person. Uh, that's live now. But Bruce, that's the guy that it, it interests me. Here's the thing. So it's not AEW is a what I would say, my opinion, not Tony Khan's, not the company memo. I don't do good on company memos. I, I don't I stay out of the way. And I'll listen, I'll follow the rules, but I don't I'm not a big memo guy. Uh, I'm the senior advisor of the company. Tony Khan at some point will probably say, Hey JR, what do you think about this guy? Or what do you think about this other person? My focus would be if I was in Tony Khan's position is that you don't want to bring, A, any locker room issues, and so any locker room issues do not need to be hired. Well, he was a pain in the ass to work with back there, back then, and, but he says he's changing. Well, i got to see that, that i got to make sure that happens, because I don't want to bring any poison into the, into the, into the locker room. That's just a death. It doesn't work. Don't compromise your character, of your, your integrity of your brand, to get a, 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 you know, to try to sign somebody. That's a short-term deal. Uh, so if, if I got John Moxley and Cody and the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, among others that are strong baby faces, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, Sammy Guevara is a, is a great heel. It'll be a great baby face someday. But when you get all these baby faces, it's like the old days of the WWWF. You had Bruno. It's a baby face territory. So what was the obligation to create a heel factory? continue to manufacture opponents for the great Bruno San Martino. And if you're lucky, you got one shot with Bruno in the garden. So I'm a big believer that do it by position. I hired Mick Foley because we needed new opponents for the Undertaker. I matched them up and it was supposed to be a Mick get this one program. The company didn't have a lot of confidence in him and of course he proved everybody wrong. Went to the Hall of Fame, had a great run, multiple-time champion. Because I, I got to believe that my priority would be uh, to find great opponents for my baby faces. The baby faces are in place. Their contracts are long term. So now you need the other side of that equation. That's the, that's the, the villains. So Rusev to me would be uh, a, a guy I would look at. But all the but I don't know that I would hire anybody right now. Why would why would we start adding to the roster today under this quarantine? It makes no sense. All you do is increase your, your bottom line costs, and, and you can't get any value out of your talents because they can't come to work, some of them. And some of them don't want to come to work because they're afraid of, of catching the virus. You know, Tony Khan pulled me off the road out of concern for my health. I'm 68. I'm in the high-risk group. My granddaughters just lost their other grandpa on Easter Sunday due to the virus. This stuff is real, man. It's not to play around. And it's a lot bigger than wrestling. It's a lot bigger than wrestling. So uh, you look at, you, you, you set the draft, Kyle. Teams are going to draft by need. What the uh, what AEW needs to continue to build are great heels. Like Brody Lee and Lance Archer. Uh, you know, Jake Hager. You know, we need to build on that heel, that heel side because we are a baby-faced company. So, you know, Rusev comes to mind because he's had the most quality TV time. 
Uh, I don't know what his backstory is there, uh, why he, his, he fell out of favor. There's got to be a reason. I don't know what it is. It's none of my business right now. If I was doing the hiring, it would be all about my business. I would find out, and I would have a set down. And I'd look him in the eyes and say, what, what was going on down there, in your opinion? And see how he represents himself in that regard. So there's a lot of real good talents there. You know, Pete Slater's a, is a good hand, man. Uh, among the, the, the uh, there's this, so many. I'm missing names because I didn't study it. I gave him my answer on how I would handle it and how the advice I would give these, these young men and women. Uh, don't give up. Don't let anybody else compromise your dream and continue to live your best life. It can be done. You know, and if you believe that WWE was your end-all, be-all, nothing else will be the same, then I feel sorry for you. Definitely, definitely. On the line with us, JR, good old JR, Jim Ross, a, uh, the voice of modern wrestling, announcer, ex- uh, executive, uh, no best-selling author. He's promoting his new book, Under the Black Hat, a continuation of uh, the recounting of his great life as a as in the wrestling business and also the lessons that he's learned outside uh, and just in life in general. He's got a lot to say. Got the podcast, JR's Grilling, as well. You can listen to that every week. And, uh, you know, just uh, like I say, just really great to have you on. I, I, want, I, I, want, I wanted to ask you right quick, what was the first time that you, uh, do you remember the first time that you wore the black hat on TV? You're breaking up there. Uh, what, ask me that one more time, please. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, that was, I wanted to ask, do you remember the first time you wore the black hat on TV? Yeah, I think it was, uh, it might have been in San Antonio. Uh, I think we had a Royal Rumble there. And of course, San Antonio's rich in uh, Western heritage and so forth and so on, cowboys and stuff. So I think that uh, Vince, myself, and Lawler all wore hats. A lot of one of those exaggerated hats like you can buy at the carnival, red big foam hat for comedic relief, and it worked. So that, I think that was the first time. I, I was never a big fan of it because it's just something else you had to carry on the road. And I used to see Randy Savage carrying his hat in a hat box. And it, that, all that meant to me was that's one more thing to carry on the airplane. <laughs> so I started wearing the hat. So I didn't carry it in a box. But I wasn't a big fan of it in the beginning. Now I don't want to work without it. So... That was a good Vince McMahon decision, believe it or not. Very good one. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, I, I could I could talk all day with you about, you know, the characters that you've uh, come across. I've enjoyed listening throughout the years, whether on your podcast or, uh, you know, things that you said on, online and stuff about the people who you've come across in the business. But uh, I, I guess I want, I'd like for you to speak on one guy uh, of course, who we lost this week, Howard Finkel, uh, the Fink, uh, a very beloved figure uh, from the WWE. And, uh, you know, he's, of course, he passed this week. And uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on him before, uh, you know, before I had to leave you uh, about him and, you know, uh, what what was his significance to the wrestling business? Howard Finkel would love pro wrestling more than anybody I ever met. He, he, uh, did so many things behind the scenes at WWE. Uh, in my 26 years there, there was always Howard was always there. 
Howard could ask answer any questions I had about travel or the directions or uh, or things I was working on that I needed a little bit of research. Howard was better than Google as far as pro wrestling was concerned, but he had the heart of gold. Uh, he truly loved living his dream. He began as an usher in the New Haven Coliseum. He made his contacts with the McMahons. They Vince discovered Howard had a great ring announcer voice. And then and Howard became the very first employee ever hired by Vince McMahon, employee number one. He, I remember his, uh, I used to kid him about the fact that he got hired on April Fool's Day. <laughs> and uh, so he's, I loved Howard. Howard used to bring me the New York Daily News and the uh, Post, New York Post, every morning in my office we, we, in the, on, the, in the, on the fourth floor there at Titan Towers. And I could always tell what Howard had for breakfast because he'd leave remnants on the paper. A little <laughs> egg here, a little smear there. But uh, if you love wrestling, you love being around positive people, uh, then you would, all, you would love Howard Pinkle. He's going to be missed. <clears throat> Nobody has ever been a better ring announcer in any ring sport including the great Jimmy Lennon Sr., better than Howard Finkel. I think he's the best ring announcer I ever heard. He's certainly the best ring announcer <clears throat> thus far I've ever worked with. Our young Justin Roberts, uh, Chicago native, is a uh, doing a phenomenal job uh, in AEW. He's going to be the, he's the, he is the next guy. But uh, he learned a lot from Howard. But I love Howard Finkel. He was just like a, he was like that crazy cousin, man. That uh, you know, just had a heart of gold. So he'll be missed. He's like a lot of us. I have to say this: Howard and I have this in common. We started out, and we've ended up pro wrestling fans. But along the way, simply starting as a pro wrestling fan, we've both been were able to live our dreams. I'm blessed, like still living mine. Thank God. Yeah. But Howard was is irreplaceable. His, his voice, his, his, uh, all the things he's done were, are forever etched in the fabric of pro wrestling. And I'm just very, very honored that uh, Howard was a friend of mine for over a quarter of a century. And I'm damn sure going to miss him. Yeah, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm you know, sorry for your loss in particular. But like he said, it's a loss for all of us who uh, you know love pro wrestling and have followed it. You know, grew up with it and followed it. I, I I think in particular, I saw on Twitter uh, in the last day or two, uh, the the one call that stuck out to me was him announcing uh, a Ricky Steamboat as the winner over uh, Macho Man at a uh, at uh-huh. Mania three. Like his voice just rang out so so well through the through the Silver Dome, and it, it was just. It, and, and you could hear. I remember. I, I could. Uh, you could hear. It's, it's just stuck in my head right now, as I as I yeah. think about it. And uh, you know, him saying and, and new. You know, it's, it's just a. It, it, he just brought so much uh, passion and uh, you know devotion to his work. is is very inspirational. So definitely, uh, definitely R.I.P. to uh, to the Fink and uh, you know. A, you know, glad to uh, hear you get your thoughts on him. Uh, you know, like like you say too, your story as well is very similar because you came into the, the business as a fan, and 
you've grown to be so essential to it. At what what do you what are your thoughts, you know, in general about what you know, how far you've actually come in this business and what what you've become to mean what you've come to mean to it in, in our eyes as fans. It's like you you like I say, you're the voice of pro wrestling. It's at least in the modern pro wrestling, the 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 pro wrestling that we remember from the Attitude Era through the Ruthless Aggression, you know, era and all that stuff. Like you, I, I liken you to like a Keith Jackson, like what he meant to college football. Like you know, well, I appreciate that being close to this uh, uh, on this one. I've been very blessed. Uh, I'm a kid from Eastern Oklahoma, only child, grew up on a 160 acre farm, and I live that one hour of pro wrestling a week. That my dad blessed me to watch if I did all my chores and, and I was keeping up my homework. He was not a wrestling fan. Uh, so I've been able to, to live this dream, this country we love, because I persevered. I didn't listen to everybody else telling me why I could not do something. Uh, I didn't believe them. I didn't worry about my, my southern accent or my fact I can't smile because of three bouts of facial paralysis called Bell's palsy. I never let those things uh, completely defeat me, even though they got me down to stomp my ass a few times. Uh, thank God for my wife that she brought me out of that deal. I've, I've been a lucky man. I've been lucky. But somewhere along the way, uh, preparation and luck together can equal a very winning formula. So that's where I am. I, I'm just still living my dream. I'm still very grateful. And I, it's hard to believe sometimes that uh, of the support that I get globally uh, from people hearing my enjoying my work over the years, uh, the good Lord has blessed me with good health. Uh, uh, I know I'm in my back nine, but I'm going to make the most of it, and uh, I'm going to live every day to its fullest in in in, a, in, in constructive and positive objectivity. So I'm I'm lucky, man. But you you, you can do anything. You do anything if you. Don't turn your jersey. If you don't, in other words, if you don't quit your journey, you're liable to get to your destination. And I've never quit on the journey. I've never quit on the wrestling fans. I've never quit on my that passion for pro wrestling. That's how I live my life. That's how I live my life. And uh, you know, I, I just—it's a simple formula. But I, I say this in closing: I don't have time. I don't have space in my carry-ons anymore, Kyle. Yeah, I have to deal with it sometimes because that's the world we live in. But I don't choose to embrace it or, or, or migrate to it. I try to eliminate all the negativity. That means negative friends, bottom feeders, naysayers, all that stuff. We don't have to deal with those people more often than not. So I changed my philosophy. My book, Under the Black Cat, explains a lot of that stuff. I think it's a good lesson on life. I think it's a good lesson on your career. And, you know, sometimes the career is going to be challenging. It's going to challenge you to continue. So, in any event, I I really enjoy talking to you, Kyle. I appreciate your time, and and thanks for helping me talk about uh, Under the Black Hat, Amazon, all the regular places, and, of course, jrsbbq.com. Great barbecue sauce, condiments, and a great book offer that gets you free shipping and a personalized autograph. Thank you so uh, much, Joe. Thank you very much. Wait, right, right, right. One quick, 
right quick, where would you like to see uh, uh, Jalen Hurts go in the draft next week? Somewhere we can play uh, behind a good quarterback that's nearing the end uh, so that uh, he can give tutoring to Jalen. Jalen's a great player, and he's had great success at Alabama. He had great success at Oklahoma. He's a quality human being. I mentioned earlier, you don't hire anybody that you're going to bring into your locker room that's going to be a negative influence. Jalen Hurts will be an asset to any locker room that he enters. And I think he'll be a, a starting quarterback in time. And it may be sooner than later. We're going to find out in the draft. But he's, he's quality. He has had good combines. He's a son of a football coach. He played for Nick Saban. He played for Lincoln Riley. Uh, I, I'm a big, big uh, Jalen Hurts fan, as you can tell. So hopefully he'll go somewhere where he can get behind somebody and learn. Learn better his craft. So that somewhere sooner than later, he's a starter. All right, I, I, I had to get that one in. I hope, hope he will see you on a sooner sideline this fall, but and and hope he will see you even sooner calling AEW from from ringside. Thank you so much, Jr. Okay, buddy, take care. You Thank too. You.